time for the end of conversation podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. Yeah, this is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In the Conversation, the podcast. We are back. We are here. Back again. Another week in the books. Another week in the crib for me. Uh, shit, man. How you doing, brother? I'm doing pretty good, man. You know, feeling good. Yeah. Yeah. About to roll into these Thanksgiving holidays and, you know, do a little grubbing. Yeah. <laughs> I hear that. I hear that. Thanksgiving, huh? I'm calling it Thursday this year. Because... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Cause it's gonna be a solo. It's gonna be a solo Thanksgiving, <laughs> man. <laughs> but you've been practicing the all the good. You've been practicing all the good Thanksgiving food all year. Yeah. Oh yeah. No. 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 I've been rehearsing, so I think I'm. A, I think I'm gonna do. It. I'm still trying to figure out exactly what I'm gonna cook. I don't know if I'm gonna go all Thanksgiving out. Uh, I think, you know, I've been chilling on the meat. I pop up here and there. But it's been mm. pretty. It's been pretty plant based, pretty uh, vegetarian. No, no real meat going on outside of some crabs. And I did. I did have some. I made some lemon pepper wings uh, wow. Saturday for the uh, for the Gucci Man Jeezy situation. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I felt. You know, I felt it was only right. Uh, but other than that. <laughs> Other than that, I've been I've been good, but I think I might I might fry some chicken on Thanksgiving. I looked up the uh, the Mary Max fried chicken recipe. You know Mary Max Tea Room down where you at? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I found the um. I don't know if it's gonna be as good, but I found a recipe that says it's the recipe for the spot. So I think that might be the wave. That might be the wave. Yeah, that might be. Yeah, I think they just opened back up. They were closed. Oh. During the COVID, I think they got new owners. Just opened back up. People were excited. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. I hope they ain't, I hope they don't got new cooks. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. you know. So, you got the OG recipe, so you might, you know what I'm saying, be in a better place. Yeah. Yeah, I hope so. We're going to see. I'm going to check it out. It's something to try. So, I'm going to see what it's about. But uh, what's your plans? You got the family down, down in Atlanta still, or are you flying back to Brooklyn? What you doing? Now the family down in Atlanta. I'm actually in Brooklyn right now, um, but I've, I'm going back oh, okay. tomorrow, so I'll be back in the building for Thanksgiving. Okay. <clears throat> you know, take uh-huh. my test, take my my COVID test, and then get to the eating. Mm. Right, right, right. That's what it is. That's what's up. That's cool. Yeah. You doing it with your um your grandmother and everybody, or is it just gonna keep you gonna keep it nuclear? Well, I mean, that is the nucleus right there with, with uh, okay. my mother-in-law, gotcha. my wife, mm-hmm. my kids, and me. So that's pretty much been oh. the pod. All right. All right. That's what's up. So that's going to be a good one. That's official. That's yeah, official. Yeah, 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 yeah. You excited about it? You got anything, any plans? You got any copping anything? Any type of uh, beverages? Any type of desserts? Anything you looking forward to? <laughs> Since you set it up like that, you almost got me ready to lie. But no, nah, I don't. <laughs> I like, Shit, I need to say something. <laughs> I got hit with something fly. Nah, no, listen. Nah, I just, I'm just 
coming up. I ain't even come up for air yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna look up and be like, oh yeah. shit, it's what it is. Yeah. I, I don't know. I might have to think about that on the plane. See if I can okay. come up with something. Any any yeah. tips? Any ideas from you know what I'm saying? From man, your world? I can't. I can't really call it, man. Mo, you know. Uh, now nah, I really don't have anything to tell you. I, don't have anything, <laughs> I can't. I don't have anything to suggest, honestly, off the top of the head. Uh, yeah, there's a spot. I want to say I don't know if they're in Atlanta, but they're in Georgia for sure. I think her name is Esther's or something. Let me find out. Uh, Aunt Evelyn's. Aunt Evelyn's. Yeah, she's Atlanta, and her shit is always sold out. So. I don't know if the Aunt Evelyn situation in the A is, you know, they they might not be sending it out, but they might still be open. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's something to think about if okay. you're if anywhere near that Aunt Evelyn's Peach Cobbler. Because I'm curious to see if it's as good as it seems. I'll research you know? it and see if I can put my hands on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check it out and uh, let me know what you think if you, if you do. Fired out. Oh shit, man. Yeah, man. But what's going on? How's how's the how's the gig? Is it crazy? Are y'all breaking for the holidays for a minute, or is the show still now going we, on? Now we we the show the show goes on. We have a show that comes on this weekend, so basically the week just mm-hmm. gets shorter, which means you have to do the work faster. Um, so right, <clears throat> we on that. We shot the van uh, van of the house today, so there'll be. Editing tonight, okay. so we'll be on that tonight. So <clears throat> that's that'll be okay. done by the morning, and so um, mm-hmm. yeah, the show the show will be ready to pop on on this weekend Saturday. Uh, so you know everything's going good. You know ratings seem good. Um, we got we we made it to motherfucking shade room this week, so that's that's a black history oh, yeah? moment. <laughs> yeah. So uh congratulations. Yeah. yeah. What was the uh what was the the reason? Uh basically Julissa was was having an uh, interview with Dwayne Wade about his wine and stuff and then she Oh, she, I saw that about yeah. Boosie. Yeah, yeah and, so she uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. So so she threw the question in um you know, how did it feel to see Mike Tyson stand up for his family with Boosie? And um and he was right. just saying how he talked to Mike Tyson like, you know, so that was like a little piece of social news for us you know what i'm saying that got us to the shade mm-hmm, room mm-hmm. and um it, people magazine but you see how shout it out shade room first because you know in the black sphere <laughs> gotta do that yeah, you know what yeah, i'm saying yeah. nah, uh, you nah. make it to the shade room mm-hmm. then the blacks they know you. <laughs> you know right 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 you're a roommate right as they say <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is Nah, that's so, what's up, man. Congratulations. Nah, I appreciate it. So that's growth, you know what I'm saying? So that's that's you know, that helps. You know what I mean? It it, it has nothing to do with with how we have to still continue to put together the show, but it's definitely growth in that the word is out, people get to know the name of the show and you know, maybe interested to go tune in. So mm-hmm. it just speaks mm-hmm. to the work that you gotta continue doing on a week weekly basis. Right. Right now, that's what's up. And I saw the Van Lathan interview with uh with Hot ninety seven where he shouted you out. That was dope. Yeah, 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 yeah. You pointed that out. You know what I'm saying? So that was cool. You know yeah. what I'm saying? When you when you when you make it out, you know what I'm saying? When when the producer makes it out of the mouth of the talent, that's 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 what's up. You know what I mean? So yeah, 
I, I told him, I, I hit him up and, and uh, told him I appreciate it. He was like, ah, man, ain't nothing. That was a good interview. I was like, bet. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. That's what's up. That's what's up. Speaking of that, speaking of production, uh, what exactly does the unit production manager do and how important are they? We don't have a unit production manager. I think that's like on, on uh, I don't know. I don't know what the unit production manager does. We don't have one on our show. And um, I'm not like a line producer, so I don't know what each job does. You know what I'm saying? Um, so okay. I can't. <coughs> you want to get me the line again? No, 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 no. I wanted you to be totally honest with you. Never want you to lie about none of this. Because you know what's so funny? The thing is, it bugged me out. reason I asked you that is uh, I definitely have been watching a whole lot of TV and movies. Mm-hmm. This past weekend, you know, I basically kicked off my holiday already. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'm more, you know, so um, this weekend, amongst many other things, I started watching this show on HBO called The Undoing mm-hmm. uh, with uh, Nicole Kidman, Hugh Grant. Is it Hugh Grant? Yeah, Hugh Grant. Uh, I forget. Noma something. Uh, this black woman who was killing it. Anyway, uh, Donald Sutherland. Anyway, it's like a Upper East Side whodunit murder mystery. Mm-hmm. It's good. It's good. Like, I didn't expect it to be good. I just, you know, I just kind of took it off the HBO stamp, basically. I, you know, obviously I finished Game of Thrones. And then I was also, what else was I watching recently that I just, I kind of got through? But I was like, yo, let me see what this undoing is. Let me check out an episode. One episode turns to another episode, and I'm like, I'm all the way binged out. But what's so ill about the show? It's a really good show. It's mm-hmm. like a real whodunit murder mystery type of thing. But what bugs me out, because at the end of every episode, it's like something point something crazy happens in like the last scene to set you up for the like the to kind of it's like a, almost like a cliffhanger. You're like, wow, mm-hmm. and it goes to black, and then the first thing that they put up, it's not directed by. It's not written by, it's always unit production manager, <laughs> Deb Dyer. And I was like, yo. That's what, I, that's what made me say, because that's peculiar. I'm like, I've never seen them just throw straight to the unit production manager. I was like, I got to ask Ali, what exactly is that? What's the what's the strength of that position? And then if, the, if it's, you know, for... At the end of the day, Deb Dyer got to be the hottest unit production manager in the game at least right. this week. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, uh, I just uh, looked that it up. That me out. That was very interesting. I just looked up unit production manager, and they were, they were saying it's pretty much the same thing as as either they can call it a production manager or production supervisor. So in our okay. shop, that would be Chaz Brogan and Brogdon, Brogdon, Brogdon. And, okay, um, okay. And basically – Outside of what we do as a show, you know what I'm saying, um, editorial-wise, right? like his department is in charge of making sure everything is in place. You know what I'm saying? So whether that's the transportation team, they all fall under him. You know what I'm saying? The call sheet and all that shit, making sure everybody's where they're supposed to be. Um, all of the like craft services stuff, he makes sure that his team – Make sure all of that stuff is in place. Um, he does the purchasing. So, like, when we need equipment, right. shit like that, 
his department, he, you know, he he's the one with the credit card that purchases the things and sends it out to the correspondence or the talent or, you know what I'm saying, whatever is needed. So he's responsible. Mm-hmm. Well, in, in our shop, he's responsible for all things, you know what I'm saying, um, that have to do with the production that is not editorial, you know what I mean? So right, right. So it's a it's nuts a, and bolts, right? So I could I could I could see on other shops that person might be responsible for everything. You know what I'm saying? That needs to happen, like the Teamsters and the da 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 da. So I'm I'm just paraphrasing, but I don't know. Right. But how it works, I think you know. So when you're doing these movies and stuff, the strength of each person that's on the uh, team. You know what I'm saying? It depends on how strong that that damn position is. So with that particular person, she might be strong. So it's like she might have a lot of negotiating power to say, hey, um, I'm the best at what I do. And I want, you know, first whatever in the credits. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. That, and it may have worked for her. You know what I mean? But then in another shop, that person just might, you know, handle the PAs and, and some other shit, you know, because each shop is different depending on how it's set up. And you might have a strong-ass line producer that does all of the other shit. But then, you know, it's, right. I don't right. I, I can't tell you, but because I know then when you get in the union shop, those things get very specific. And I, I'm, I'm not in the union, so I can't really tell you. I'm, I'm on the, I'm out the mud. No. <laughs> I dig it. Nah, this shit, that just bugged me out, man. I was like, because after every episode, it, when it fades to black, it's so dramatic too, and it fades to black, and it's like unit production manager. Because the first thing I'm thinking is like, yo, who wrote this one, or who directed this one, you know? And mm-hmm. then it goes straight to Deb Dyer. I was like, oh shit, whatever she did, she definitely negotiated the shit out of it, because I have never been this interested in who a, new, a unit production manager was ever. But mm-hmm. yeah, shout out to Deb. She um, <laughs> she like executive producer Dick I Wolf. Like <laughs> right, that's exact. That's how that's how it feels. That's how it feels. You know what I mean? Yeah. So mm-hmm. that's a power move. Um, yeah, I just pulled up. It's an article out here on her about DC. her. Yeah, yeah. So I'm gonna read it. Oh, look at that. Off see what's yeah. going on with her. It's working. It's working. I'm about to read the same shit. She look like the mama. Um, she look like the set mama. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. She black or nah? Okay, but she just got the mama look though. Yeah, like yeah, like like a white mama, like a like a white mama. What do you call a white mama? Got you. A white mama. <laughs> a mommy. Mom, I mommy, don't fucking, uh, yeah. the unit mommy. <laughs> oh man, oh shit though. Anyway, that's it. That's cool. You call your people. Y'all call it a shop. Your, your squad, y'all call it a shop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like your your production is like your, the shop. You know, this this particular shop. I heard yeah. that in movies. Do your like, producers you know movies they, okay. would, they would say shop or I don't know. It just flew out on my set. <laughs> do your do your like your producers and people working on the thing? Do they they wear a lot of old jackets from past productions and shit like that? Yeah, yeah all product. Anytime you're on a production. Production people gonna always wear some of their old production swag, and uh, it could be a thing so of funny. of letting yes, people man. know, you know, what I'm saying shit. I done been around here. I done been on some things, uh-huh. or it could simply be that most of their clothes probably come from, <laughs> you know, the set. A lot of the, mm. their work clothes, you know, what I'm saying a t shirt, you know, sweat clothes is like a t shirt, right. a jacket, 
you know. Right, right, right. Patagonia. That's always funny. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. So. I always thought that was kind of funny. I like that. But but a lot of times, you know, it's not that many people on our set. So it's it's really, you know, you got the shooters. Then the, the wardrobe stylist, what she dresses, she put on her, you know, her fly shit or whatever. And then. That's about it, you know, us, the editors, so it ain't really no, like, it ain't like a movie where you got 50 people on set at a time, 60 people, mm-hmm. and everybody, mm-hmm. nobody, they all just hodgepodge together, and, you know, everybody walking around right. wants you to know, that damn it, I'm, I'm in the game, I done been in the game. Yeah, especially the COVID hour, you can't have that many people. Right, and it starts a conversation, so I, I, I can see how... If you're a production person, that you know that that helps start a conversation. Oh yeah, you was on that show. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I was a PA on that show. Where? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know, you hear all those kind of conversations. Right. So, right. It's 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 that type of environment. But I I I never, I was never like the production person like that. So I didn't come up under doing productions mm-hmm. here like that. You know, I came up off off in the wild doing my own shits, and you know what I'm saying doing mm-hmm. things like that, you know, and when I did work on movies, it, it wasn't as, you know, as a music supervisor, you're not really part of the production crew. So when you come up, it's almost like special occasion, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, the music, oh, we right, got a music right. day, this nigga show up, then you show up, oh, you know, you dress like you didn't, you know what I'm saying? You coming from a meeting or some shit. Like, coming from an A&R meeting. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? You pull up and you rent a car and shit. Hey, what up, what up? <laughs> you know? That type shit. That's, yeah. Speaking of ANRs, I was on um, I was on Clubhouse a couple of days ago, and somebody somebody in their bio had A and R at Shake Shack. I thought that shit was funny. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was like, cause everybody on that bitch seemed to be an A and R, so they was like, I ain't want to be left out, so I just said fuck it. <laughs> that shit was funny. Yeah, Shout out Clubhouse to the department at Shake Shack. Clubhouse yeah, is Clubhouse is definitely full of of the there's some names in there, boy. Some name brands in there. It's like one of these oh, things yeah. one of these yeah. one of these things where we gonna make that shit hot, you know what I'm saying? And that shit gonna blow up and they gonna forget they even knew black people was on Clubhouse. I hope not. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. So you just you just prepare for the, the yeah, bus they, to pull they, off. They, they just write you out the algorithm. I mean, I'm prepared for you know if it's, uh, if it go if it go and then they get an IPO and shit, I I put some on it because I I I see as an early person that shit. This uh-huh. particular group of people is important to the spread of this shit. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. So you know what's interesting about that? I found out maybe just a couple of weeks ago that um, similar to Twitter. It is very much what you see is very much based on your algorithm and who you mm-hmm. follow and things of that nature. Because mm-hmm. I feel like there's like a tone to the rooms that that I that seem to be available to me. It's always a lot of music debate. It's a lot mm-hmm. of people that's trying to fuck, and it's a lot of <laughs> shit talking. You know what I mean? But it's not a it's not a whole lot of knowledge. Like some people are like yo, they get so much free game on that shit. I just came out of this one room where you know I learned a whole lot about this, that, and the other thing. And I'm like, damn, I might be at the wrong. I might be in the wrong house because yeah, uh, yeah. 
Yeah, I gotta I gotta follow some 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 different folk. Yeah, you gotta but, you gotta uh, go in there and investigate, follow around. You know what I'm saying? They they do have like the business rooms, and then you'll see different people. It was it was one room the other day. They had a lot of big time tech people in that shit. I was like, damn, these are the real right. motherfuckers in here. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you you know you just gotta search around and make sure that you plugging in where you want to plug in, and not letting it letting the algorithm yeah. just guide you off of what pop right. up on your yeah. phone. Yeah, you gotta be very intentional in there. Yeah, because, yeah. I mean, shit, I popped up on my phone, you know what I'm saying? You see some shit pop up, and they don't really tell you the subject matter right away unless you hold it and look down. I clicked in one, and then it was, I don't know what the topic was, but it was like, yeah, so on my heavy days on my period, I'm like, oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, you can wind up in the room. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, I, that shit happened twice in one day that was like some period talk. I don't know what was going on, if it was the moon cycle or what. But it was, it was I'm like, what? what is going on in the clubhouse today? But, right, you know what right, I'm saying? That's yeah. a conversation that, that people want to have. And it was like some big ex in that room. I'm like, damn. All right, that's what y'all yeah. talking about today. I'm gonna come that's back later. <laughs> I'm fine. Yeah, I, I'm gonna step out for a second. Let y'all have the room. Let y'all hold this space. <laughs> oh shit, man. Uh, what's going on? Otherwise, what's popping? That's it, man. Shit, Just working and freaking staying alive. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to run uh, between the COVID drops. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah. Shit. Dodging them droplets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Shit. Uh, you know, it was a it was an epic week in the A last week. After the battle, you know what I'm saying? They had the big party oh, at compound. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? Right. It was Atlanta influenced everything week. It was, it yeah, was, it was definitely a big Atlanta week. It was absolutely a big Atlanta week. I feel like I've heard so many recaps of the Gucci Jeezy thing for we haven't even chopped it up about that. Uh I mean we we chopped it up somewhat in real time on the text or whatever. But what you what was your takeaway? What you think? What you uh well, how'd you feel about it? I, I definitely think it was uh it was good for the culture. It was good to to uh see that come together the way it did. It was very entertaining, off rip. You know what I'm saying? Felt like Gucci had a lot to get off of his chest and he did. You know what I'm saying? Felt like Jeezy, uh, you know what I'm saying, weathered the storm of it and then, you know, came with his his Martin Luther Jeezy speech. And um mm. and uh, you know, he he came through and it's you know it was, and it's very it's very tough to to go against anything he said, you know what I'm saying, as far as being, you know, that's, we got to be grown, man, and get past this, and that, 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 it's been 20 years. Nah, nigga, 15. Uh, mm. <laughs> and, and so, you know, it's hard to argue with that that uh, logic, but then the other part of me is like, well, you know what I'm saying, it's, you, it's easy to be grown, man, about it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, when the, when you the one kind of started the shit, you know, you don't want nobody to talk about it no more. It's like, yeah, let's be grown men. And so right. I felt like, you, you know, were the hunted. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, I think the nigga is being a grown man, just being here with you. You know what I'm saying? That's grown man enough. But, um, you know, I feel like it, it was missing the atonement part of it. You know what I'm saying? I feel like, you know, they may have done that on the phone, you know, 
not in front of us. Maybe it wasn't something for us to watch or see. But I, it felt like there was, you know, the coming together. That was the gloss over of let's get past it without the without the outward, hey, man, you know what I'm saying? I may have done wrong and I apologize or whatever, whatever it may be. Maybe that one, what he wanted to do, maybe that one, what was needed. It just felt like if it was a, if this was the show of entertainment that I wanted to see, it felt like that part was missing. Mm. Yeah, I could see that. I think, I think on a certain level, I think, uh, there was a part, I think Jeezy was on his, uh, you know, Jeezy was trying to, maybe he might have been a little bit more open to atonement than Gucci was, but obviously, you know, if the shoe was on the other foot, maybe he would have had maybe more of a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I do feel like there was a little part of Gucci that kind of almost wanted to let this motherfucker know, more so than anything, like perform the truth in his face. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It was the, it's the, you tried to kill me, nigga, but I'm still living energy right, right. that was throughout the entire night. Right. You know, uh, <laughs> one of the, one of the, no, 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 you know, but this is, no, because that's what it was. It was right, definitely, right. if you look at the body language, it was definitely, I'm alive in here. I'm right. not sitting down. I'm staring you down, nigga. My presence, you gonna have to deal with this shit. This, mm-hmm. Fuck this tension. This mm-hmm. tension could be how it's gonna be. You know what I mean? Um, the the his bravado sold a lot of them songs that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. Just because he was into it, I was like, you know, like I thought. I at one point I felt like if I was blind, I would say Jeezy won hands down. Gucci but or Jeezy? Since I, no, Jeezy. If I was blind. Oh, if he was blind, right? Okay. If I was blind, but since I could see, it was a lot closer than it it should have been. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I still think Jeezy probably pulled away with the win. Uh, But it wasn't it wasn't like a a blowout. It was Mm -hmm. it was it was like I said, that shit was competitive all the way through. Um, Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But if you're looking at like uh, just Gucci's presence in that room and just how, you know, he took command of the whole shit from the door. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? How he was funny. How he had some slick shit to say to Stacey Abrams, to motherfucking look at my opponent, to, you know what I mean? Like, this is, OJ, one thing I want to talk about, The there's a Hotep uh, take on it mm-hmm. that I don't know if this is, if this is valid, but I'm like, I got, it's, it's something to consider. So, mm-hmm. you know, there was that one part where, uh, and I'm gonna um, I'm gonna credit Industry on Blast because they posted this, but there was this one part where uh, where Gucci said, you know, I got ten thousand dollars on my outfit's worth ten thousand dollars, and I got millions on my neck. You know what I mean? And that's when mm-hmm. you know Jay Z was like, you know, I got real estate. You know what I mean? It's that and the other thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, the cat was like. You know, what might have just seemed like a, just a, a regular boast, just somebody, you know, talking shit. It was really, it was really coded because if you remember on Stay Strapped, Jeezy put $10,000 on his chain. You know what mm. I mean? $10,000 uh, bounty on him. Mm. And basically by saying, because, you know, who knows how much that outfit really cost, right, but just right, to right. use the specific price point of $10,000, I'm right. wearing $10,000 and millions 
on my yeah. on my body and jewels. It was like, yeah. yeah, I'm here, and not only am I here, I'm thriving. I got right. what you put on my 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 life and mm-hmm. more. You know right. what I'm saying? So I was like, that's kind of deep. If that was and, if that was the intent, that was some real and, subliminal smooth shit. But and, and that's the thing about Gucci. Like you, it's easy to just gloss over his shit as ignorant when you hear his raps. But if you really right. pay attention to his raps, he really be doing some interesting shit with the words. And mm-hmm. and for you to say that, that that's that's really deep because you know what I'm saying. I'm my whole thing is from the from the whole time even before this versus shit came up is that Gucci's presence in the industry as a rapper and just being able to still be here probably mm-hmm. eats that eats Jeezy eats him up you know what I'm saying it's like ether you know what I'm saying like that's his ether because mm-hmm. you gotta stand here and watch this shit happen and you really can't say nothing about it no more. You know what I'm saying? You did put some mm-hmm. put a price on his head. You got your homeboy killed. You know what I'm saying? Like that's something you got to live right. with as well. You know what I'm saying? Nobody don't really think about that. It's like, damn. Right. You know what I'm saying? His whole family looking at you like, damn. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. his his mere presence, his success has to has to um be a problem on 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 certain levels. You know what I'm saying? So it's like Jeezy himself, you know what I mean? He's he he's still trying to kind of make that comeback to a place where he was. And mm-hmm. he might he might not get there. You know what I'm saying? Gucci might not go higher than he is, but his footprint is everywhere in this industry right now. All the young cats coming mm-hmm. out the south, you know what I'm saying? He he got the shit with Gucci, he done wrote two books. He got a he got a, a large footprint that's relevant right now. Yeah, it's like his presence is like, you know, one of them trick birthday candles. You know how you try to blow that shit out and it, it look like it's gone and that shit come right back? You're like, shit, that right. nigga was doing that. Yeah, right. man, you Cause, can't stop him. Because he a yeah. nigga that ain't supposed to be here. Nigga done been to jail twice, he was on the drugs, you know what I'm saying? Nigga just wild as all get out. And by all, all books and laws and rules... You know what I'm saying? A wildcat mm-hmm. like that ain't supposed to make it that far. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then right. the motherfucker still here and thriving. And married. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and, and 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 fucking eating good and fit and in shape. Man. Evolved. Evolved. Yeah, nah. You know what I'm saying? Because he was he was on your paper, like you said, on paper and, and by the actions and by his past. He looked like somebody you should be able to write off easily, easily right. dismissed. There was times even, you know, Jeezy would say this kid's crazy or, you know what I mean? And uh, now, now nah, he's super, to, he's thriving. He's thriving. He got books out and people reading the books and now they're getting a little bit more understanding. Like this shit is, right. it's a different type of thing. <laughs> right. So yeah, man, it was, it was, yeah, it was about endurance and it made, uh, it showed like it kind of showed you how long ago it had been since Jeezy impacted, and mm. you know how how it he'd been quiet for a while. I mean, he just dropped this new album, and it's a new album. I listened to it; it's pretty good. I gotta listen mm. to it again, but it's it's solid. It's mm-hmm. good to hear him back again. But it was you know there was some po- it was some shots taken when Gucci was like, "Man, play some current shit," you know, like he was. <laughs> 
He was taking shots at his vitality. He was like, yeah, I know, you know, back in the day, you know what I'm saying? I know you was the man back then, but right. um, what's going on now? What have you done for me lately? Right. And uh, yeah, it was a, it was an interesting moment, man. It right. was uh, yeah, it was it was it was definitely it was a it was a it was a. I'm happy that it happened. Right. I, to your point, it could have been there could have been some more deliberate atonement, but maybe they aren't really there. <laughs> right, maybe right, right. just the just the the fact that it happened hopefully right. will impact, but who knows? Right. Uh yeah, but that that was that was something. Yeah, was I, something. I thought they, was, I think they did the best numbers. Yeah, I I all. thought yeah, I thought I thought it was very deliberate, just like you said in in Gucci's action that he didn't play a lot of his hits. He stayed mostly with the with the street right. shit. You know what I'm saying? Mostly like you would have to really be a Gucci fan to know. And mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. drop that whole collection, you know what I'm saying, that night on on the streamers. Right. Which, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When I went back and listened to it, I was like, Oh, I know those songs, you know what I'm saying? But they sound different when you I don't know the lyrics to them, but I know the I know the songs and the beats, but they sound different coming through the Instagram speakers and shit. Right, 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 but, right, right. He used it for what it was for. Right. You know what I mean? Let's take another look at this catalog. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, his second act is something. I don't even know yeah. if it's his second. This might be his third, fourth act, right. but <laughs> this shit is it's good. Right. Oh, shit, dude. So, uh, I think my yeah. takeaway is that, you know what I'm saying, Jeezy's going to, he solidified his, his place as a legacy act, and, you know what I'm saying, people mm-hmm. going to want to, hear that catalog for years to come. He can go around getting that money, doing the shit that he already done. You know what I'm saying? And stand on that shit. So right. like like everybody said, he had Rock Nation Twitter on his side. So that that mm-hmm. that audience will carry along with him. And like I would lo- I would love to see a Jeezy show with with all the old hits and classics. You know what I'm saying? That'll that'll be cool. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, no, no. That would that would definitely be cool. That'd definitely be cool. You said a Jeezy or a Gucci or both? Jeezy, or Jeezy, a Jeezy, Jeezy, a Jeezy yeah. show with the classics. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's like if you if you promoting the show, it's like boom, this brand new Jeezy, da 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 da. But if you promote the show where it's like you know, the Snowman's, you know, what I mean? greatest hits, that shit. Right. I feel like that shit will still work. A Snowman Christmas. Right. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be a good look. Yeah. Or he just do TM one oh one or you know how they do the at some right. of these festivals where they just do the one album front to back. Mm-hmm. That'd be pretty interesting. Right. Yeah, man. <clears throat> Speaking of rap, um the Grammys came out, uh Grammy Award nominations came out and uh looking at I'm looking at them and they had some pretty uh I'm looking at these. This is the first time I'm looking at everything outside of the rap album. But uh, have you seen them? Or I just saw yes. bits and pieces of it. I haven't seen okay. the entire the list in its entirety. You know, I was just getting alerts okay. as the day went on. Okay, got you, got you, got you, got you. Well, not on. Well, not rap first, but R and B wise. Shout out to your man Gregory Porter. He got nominated again. Okay. Along with, uh, yeah, he got nominated for All Rise, along with John Legend for Bigger Love, Luke James to Feel Loved, uh, Giveon, I think, I don't know, I think that's how you pronounce his name, Take Time, Happy to Be Here, Aunt Clemens, 
So that's pretty cool. Uh, as far as rap performance, best rap performance, singles or tracks only, Deep Reverence, that's the Big Sean record with Dipsy Hustle. So that's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, Bop the Baby, uh, which makes me think of that Kevin Hart joke, uh, Brick Oven Pizza. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's on his, his latest special. What's Poppin', Jack Harlow. Shout out to Generation Now, that's big. Uh, the Bigger Picture, Lil Baby, that was a big moment. Uh, Savage, Megan Thee Stallion featuring Beyonce, that was a big moment. Her new album dropped this weekend as well. Mm-hmm. Dior from Pop Smoke, so that's a that's a good look too, you know. Um, two posthumous uh, nominees in the category, sadly. Um, best Melodic Rap Performance, Rockstar, The Baby featuring Roddy Rich. Laugh Now, Cry Later, Drake featuring Dirk, Lil Dirk, Lockdown, Anderson Pop, and The Box, Rowdy Rich, and actually, and Highest in the Room, Travis Scott. So that's mm-hmm. cool. For the best rap song, uh, well, hold on, let's, let's, let's talk about this rap performance. Let's just do some, some, uh, <laughs> some predictions. Deep Reverence, <laughs> Bop, What's Poppin', The Bigger Picture, Savage, or Dior, what's your pick? Mm. If you had to pick one. If I had to pick one for myself, I would pick uh-huh. the, the Nipsey Big Sean record, Deep Reverence. Um, okay. If I had to pick for, the for you know, what's popping in the world, marketing-wise and sales-wise and all that kind of shit, yeah, I would probably have to go with Meg. Mm. Savage. Okay. That uh-huh. was an omnipresent record for a long time. Right, right. Yeah, that was a big. That was definitely a big on TikTok situation. Then got that that super turbo boost with the Beyonce. You know, if you don't jump to put on your jeans mm-hmm. situation, that OnlyFans situation. Uh, yeah, I like that Nipsey. I like that Nipsey verse on Deep Reverence. I thought that was a that was that was tough. I think I I like the the little baby record too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but I wouldn't be surprised if Meg won. Either Meg or Lil Baby. And I think out of those two, I think those are the ones that probably went out of there. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually like that What's Poppin' record, though. I like What's Poppin'. I like the original more than I like the the remix, to be totally honest with you. Remix mm-hmm. sound like everybody's speeding through their verses and shit. Like they, you know what I mean? <laughs> like they, they got somewhere to be. Um <laughs> <laughs> best melodic rap performance. No, it's just sound like everybody rushing through that verse. Uh, best melodic rap performance. Rock star, the baby feature, Roddy Rich. Uh, like I said, laugh on. now. Best later, what? Drake melodic? Best melodic. melodic. What is melodic. that? That's the Bone Thugs uh, category. That's what they should call it. That's the that's the Bone Thugs. That, when did this category come uh, about? For a solo I don't know. I feel like a lot of these. I feel like a lot of these categories come and go. Uh, I don't want to say just be um, the Grammys, but I definitely see sometimes these these uh, these categories could just be customized for the for the year or for the moment, just to kind of fit certain things in. But the description on best melodic rap performance is for solo or collaborative performance. Containing both elements of R&B melodies and rap. All right, so it's a hybrid. It's rap and R&B. So melodic rap performance. Rockstar, the baby featuring Roddy Rich. 
I don't know that one. Uh, I'm getting older. Uh, laugh now, cry later. I know that joint. Lockdown, Anderson Pop. I don't remember that. The box, definitely know that. <laughs> I know that shit. And highest in the room, Travis Scott. I think, I think Drake is going to take it. But if not, I think the box will take it. Yeah, that shit did very well. Was omnipresent. When you, which you, the box. Yeah, that was omnipresent. Yeah, that shit was everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so best rap song. A songwriter's award. A song is eligible if it was first released or if it is first achieved prominence during the eligibility year. Artists' names appear in parentheses, singles or tracks only. So the bigger picture, which is Lil Baby. Uh, the Box, Roddy Rich, Laugh Now, Cry Later, Drake, Lil Dirk, Rockstar, uh, the baby featuring Roddy Rich. I gotta look that up because I probably must have heard it. Savage, uh, Meg, and Beyonce. This is rap best rap song. Mm. Uh, I think I'm going to box again. I think I'm going to box Did again. Did they even rap on the box? I couldn't even tell. All I remember is. That's, that probably is just that's melodic like, rap. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I give it. I, I, I let listen. little baby get this one. I let little baby get this one. Okay, yeah, it was an important record. Uh, best rap album: D Smoke, Black Habits. I got looked. I got look into this because I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I didn't ever heard it. I know D Smoke from uh, the. The Netflix show. I forget the name of it with Cardi, Chance, and and T.I. Uh, <clears throat> but um, I never got to check it out. But based on who he's grouped with, I, I think I'm going to give it a spin. Black Habits, D. Smoke. Alfredo, Freddie Gibbs, and the Alchemist. A Written Testimony, J. Electronica. King's Disease, Nas. The Allegory, Royce the Five Nine. Now, this is strong, a strong-ass... Uh, this is a strong category, and, um, particularly like on some like you know lyricism type shit. Uh, I saw some people saying that you know this is interesting that it's not more of the like the popular you know offerings. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But uh, what you got in this category as well? <laughs> in this category, which category albums. is this? Best album? This is best rap album for albums containing at least 51% playing time of new rap recordings. Interesting. 51% wow. playing time. I don't, I don't even. Nas. Yeah, Nas was. You think Nas going to get it on some legacy? It was a great album, too. It was a good album. It was a fire little album. It was a fire album. Uh, I liked Alfredo, too, but I think I go back to Nas probably more than anything else on here. I don't know if I've. Listen to the allegory. I know the allegory was fire. I might have heard it. I've heard it was great. I might have listened to it one time. I don't know if I went back to it. Alfredo, I liked a lot. King's Disease, I probably went back to it. And they were playing the shit out of <clears throat> King's Disease during the the NBA playoffs and finals, playing a mm -hmm. lot of uh, Car 85 and a few other joints. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to go King's Disease. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that. That's all right. of the rap shit. I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So there you I go. I think Meg's going to have a good outing for the Grammys. Um, I think the little Baby may steal away with one. Roddy Rich may steal away with a couple. And, mm -hmm. and that's that. Mm-hmm. 
Let me see who got who got nominated for album of the year. Let's see what it is. Uh, album of the year. We could talk about some other shit while I scroll through <laughs> hundred different things going on. Um, <clears throat> I'm gonna tell you. Uh, just talk about Fargo, man. What you thinking? How you feeling oh. about it? Where you at with it? Let's get into it, man. Fargo. All right, so uh-huh. Fargo. Um, you know, I went back. Well, I, I mean, I not went back. I actually started <laughs> and got uh-huh. caught up. You know what I'm saying? I thought this week was actually the finale, so I thought, you know what I'm saying, we'll be done and drop that finale on them. But actually, it's one more. Mm-hmm. Um, right. I loved, I liked the show. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, I was glad that I read beforehand that it was a dark comedy so that I could understand mm, mm-hmm. some of the characters a little more mm-hmm. and, and why they did certain things the way they did them. So, you know what I'm saying? Like, like uh, you know, so be, having that knowledge made me appreciate it even more. But, you know, mm-hmm. to step back mm-hmm. in the 50s, you know what I'm saying, and the way they ran through how the different gangs uh, came to take over the other, you know what I'm saying, through... Mm-hmm. A lot through the exchange of each each one of their sons with the other group, give your son to your enemy, and um, mm-hmm. and how that all played out. That was an interesting premise, and then to see yeah. Chris Rock step into a dramatic role uh, was also, you know, what I'm saying uh, a good thing to watch. And you know, I got what you were saying about sometimes you look at them and you might see Pookie. You know what I'm saying, right? But, or shit, you might see uh, Pootie Tang when he was beating the motherfucker <laughs> with that that belt. <laughs> oh oh man, yo, <laughs> I mean the belt, the belt Shout was the, the belt was the highlight of the whole shit. That was where he got his shit off because he he went uh-huh. in, he went in with that. I I, <laughs> I think that was that was just a good moment if you just watch it to just get to that point then you know what I'm saying cuz dude was you know what I'm saying very cocky coming in you know what I'm saying uh shit I want to be in management you know very ambitious very millennial esque you know what I'm saying ambitious coming to the grown man game like you know it's easy for me I could do this and then your first job you fuck up you know what I'm saying and get your ass beat like <laughs> like a kid should so yeah, that shit was hilarious. That shit that was that funny. shit was funny. That was funny. So, but you know, what I'm saying yeah. <clears throat> I love the I love that the 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 historic nature of it. It was very done very well, and um, mm-hmm. and the way that they brought little subtle comedy to a serious, you know, what I'm saying serious storyline. Yeah, like just like the lady across the street, the nurse who be killing everybody and shit. Just her walk. Oriata. Yeah, her walk. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Like, her walk is comedy off-rip. Even when she's she serious about to fuck some shit up, you know what I'm saying? She come out there with mm-hmm. them little baby stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That shit is mm-hmm. hilarious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> she was funny. She was a weird-ass character. She was right. yeah, weird and, di- like, and evil. Diabolical. Um, you know what I'm saying? Super diabolical. But it probably is, a you know, it, you know I, I, it fit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To, to place... Some uh, the crimes that she did to a person, she would be a good fit. That weird, you know what I'm saying? 
And and she was very a- ambitious with it too. Like she was slick. You know what I'm saying? She knew how to you know oh, what I'm saying? Yeah. turn the game Cunning. around real quick, boy. I appreciate that about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. She turned the table. She know she know how to pull an audible in the midst of anything. Yeah, she she was yeah, she real agile. I liked her. I like a lot of characters on the show. Like I like uh Jason Schwartzman, you know, the mob boss. I like to your point that the comedy of it, like where they just mm. out the middle of just in the midst of some of the most tense scenes, just some old bug out should have happened. <laughs> right. And it, you don't see it coming, which makes it even funnier. Like that's that shit is <laughs> that's really funny. That's some Cohen brothers type shit too. Right. But um I like that. I like uh I, you know, I hated to see my man, you know, not to super spoil a lot of things, but, you know, uh, <clears throat> some of the Glenn Thurman situations. Oh, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. That was, uh, that was nah. tough. Yeah, his character uh, was cool. He was just, it was a solid character. You know what I'm saying? A solid right here. Yeah, well, man. let's just. Let's just say at this point we we about to spoil some shit because I guess if we gonna speak freely we gonna do what we do we gonna spoil uh, the shit yeah <laughs> yeah right it's understood hey, calling him solid wasn't a spoiler but if you want to go no there, but you said was you hit him with the he was so uh, kinda, nobody would have uh, caught that <laughs> shit I'd be catching shit like that I'd be like ah especially how I set it up with the hesitation. Anyway, uh, if we hit you with some spoilers, I apologize. I'm going to try not to. I'm trying to tiptoe through this. Uh, I like Homegirl. I forget her name. L, uh, the daughter. The daughter. Yeah. I'm, I'm feeling mm-hmm. how she stepped up in this last episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gritano, he was wild. What you know? His last situation was was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you was know, that, the that the brother, the brother. Yeah. And the reason I you know, I liked him, and at, at first, I was kind of not rooting against him, but I kind of wanted Schwartzman to, you know, to neutralize this kid. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. he he was imposing. He's definitely, he he is stepping in, damn it, and he's in your chair, basically. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, um, yeah, but then after a while, you know, I started fucking with him. But more so than anything, I recognized him. You ever seen Gamora? Nah. Gamora's a good ass show, man. There's four seasons. I've only seen the first two. I don't know when the this the third and the fourth, it's out in the world, but it hasn't been like available in America. Supposedly uh HBO Max picked it up. I don't know when they're gonna put it out there, but it takes place in Italy. It's kinda like a narcos Italy. And he mm-hmm. plays like a um like a son of a, a crime boss who ascends you know what I mean? From the son to the boss. You know what I'm saying? So it was good to see him in something that was a little, you know what I mean? That was in, you know, some American shit. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Uh, still playing an Italian character. Yeah, he's a hell of an actor, so that was dope. Uh, yeah, man, I like the show a lot, man. It's been it's been pretty good. That little black and white episode kind of threw me a little bit for a loop. Yeah, Kinda, yeah. Yeah, yeah that was weird. weird for a second. You know, yeah, I think they they took a little, you know, what I'm saying a pause for the calls to set up the <laughs> the finale. You know, give you a right. little, little breather because right. it was it was going down. Yeah. I was watching that shit. Then it got to that one. I was like, okay, this is okay. This is strange, but all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was like, all right, y'all going on your this is this is your experimental. This one is for the this is for the critics. This is the art. This is the verite. Right. 
Right. Yeah. That, but like, that right. almost, you know what I'm saying? You know what other show went like that? And that was the last time I watched it. <laughs> uh, what's that? Uh, what's my band? Um, uh, the, the Indian Cat, Aziz, his show. Oh, Rami? Oh, Aziz's. Okay, okay, okay. Well, what's, what's the name of the oh, show? Oh, Master right. of Nine. Master right. of Nine, when he went to Italy and it was all in black and white, those episodes, I was like, you know what? I'm good. Right, right, right. That was the first episode. Wasn't that the first episode of the first, the second season or something like that? Mm, he had the black girl think, he was trying to holler at? I think it came out after the Thanksgiving episode. Okay, okay. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I remember, I remember kind of... Uh, Bearing through it You know what I mean I was kind of like he At that point You know what I'm saying At that point They done won me over Thanksgiving episode Had some goodwill on his side I was like Alright let me Let me let you get Your creative shit off You know <laughs> I, I, I'm down for some of that shit I'll be game If you if you got some goodwill In the bank I say alright Let me see where you go Let me see what you Try to do here So yeah I remember that one That seemed so long ago mm-hmm. That show And it wasn't even That long ago But it just seems uh, like Damn. Oh no, nah, you right. It yeah. was the it was the first episode of the second season. Yeah, I must have skipped yeah, on past. Yeah, because you probably binged it. You probably binged it when yeah. you watched it. The probably yeah. second season was already there, and you was like, "Ah, right, this is enough." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I was yeah, yeah I binged it. Yeah. yeah, I think what kept me in it was the the girl. Honestly, I was like, okay, let me see what happens here. Yeah, he, uh, he was. He was trying to holler at this black girl throughout the thing. I don't know if she lasted throughout the entire season. I'm not, I feel, again, it feels like forever ago. But um, that's kind of what kept me in that shit. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely got on some some other shit. I watched a lot of shit. So I watched Fargo. I start, I told you I was watching The Undoing. I'm all the way up on that. I started watching this show on HBO called Industry. That shit is pretty ill, too. Man, I I've been I watched some movies. I watched a lot of <laughs> shit. I watched uh, I, uh, I was all, I was all in this week, and I watched um, cause I got some screeners. I got a screen of One Night in Miami, mm-hmm. which is the Regina King movie about um, yeah, about uh Sam Cooke, uh Cassius Clay, Malcolm X, mm-hmm. and Jim Brown. Right, and that, uh, that, uh, that took place in Miami at the Hampton House at the. That was yeah. Hampton House yeah. was on the corner of my grandma's block. Oh wow! Is it still around or is it gone? They just renovated it into a, an, another. It had been like an apartment building, then it went down, 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 and now they renovated it back into okay. you know saying apartments. But mm-hmm. that pool, that shot of Muhammad Ali in the pool underwater. Yeah, that's there. That was taken yeah. at the Hampton House. I didn't know that until this, they started promoting this movie. And right. I, I've swam in that pool until it turned green. And then, you know, they covered that shit up. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, again, man, you the reason I even know that a green pool is a bad idea. I didn't realize <laughs> that that was, that was a, that's like your, your fucking gold chain going green. I didn't realize that was a oh, bad that, look. For a green pool. pool is terrible. Because once uh, it's green, then you got to, Drain it and clean it, and the frogs live in there, and algae, and and all kind uh, of shit. That's when it just come a trash heap, yeah. and you know it's just a sign of despair, and it's mm. it's like life gone bad when the pool turned green. And I and I only say that because I you know you know the the kid that lived on my block, life was mm. good and the pool was good. You know what I'm saying? Then you know mm. his daddy left. And the shit just went downhill. The pool turned green, and it was like a wrap. Damn, <laughs> that's the shit. 
That's a status indication. Like, uh-oh, shit is fucked up over there. It's like your lawn overgrowing or something. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, Green man. Pool. Yeah, that shit was good, man. It was a, it was a, it's more like a, a like a talky type film. Like, it's not a whole lot of action. There are, there are like two fights with Muhammad Ali. I mean, with, yeah, with, well, this is when he was Cassius Clay, when he makes the turn to Muhammad mm-hmm. Ali. But there was, there's two fights, but everything else is pretty much them in a hotel room kind of just having hard conversations with each other. It's like, it reminds me of like 12 Angry Men. They all mm-hmm. up in the in the uh, the jury room, sequestered and shit. It's just them sitting there, just really kind of going in on each other, man. Malcolm mm-hmm. X really went in on Sam Cooke, like, but it was, <laughs> I mean, really, it was it was crazy. But it was it was interesting, man, because it made me start thinking about like just like you know just brotherhood, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, just what that means to have somebody like have people that you could kind of you know like conspire with but then also like kind of hold you accountable and challenge you you know what I mean like it was that was that was pretty cool just to see that they they were going through this you know because they're all pretty uh larger than life individuals individually you know uh (coughs) so to see them like to see that they were actually a support system for each other like I knew Mm -hmm. that Malcolm and and Ali were cool, but I didn't know, like, Sam Cooke and Jim Brown and all. I knew Jim Brown and Richard Pryor were cool back in the day, but I didn't know the four of them were, like, you know, they hung out and they checked in on each other, see what was going on, and they were really close. So to just kind of see that they had, like, a nice little squad together, that was pretty cool, and that they they really went at each other. Like, they really was challenging each other. Yo, what you doing with this? What's going on with that? Like, you know, like... All of them. They all, you know, so that was that was a good one. Then I saw this movie, uh, I think it's called Sylvie's Love, mm-hmm. with um, Tessa Thompson and what's my man's name? Uh, I'll get his name, but it was basically like a, felt like a, it's like a period piece. It kind of felt like a real, like one of these like old school, like a movie that you wouldn't see black people. Like, it was, I think it took place, like, in the 50s. You know what I mean? Like, basically what you were saying before where you don't really see a lot of black joy in that time. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, it took, I want to say it was, like, in Harlem. And it was uh, basically the story of a dude who he was playing in a band. He was playing in a band. I'm going to tell you who it was. What's this? Tessa Thompson and Nandi Asamuga, I believe his name is. Uh, you probably seen this cat. He was in The Banker. He was in Harriet. He was in Beasts of No Nation. If you see his face, you'd be like, okay, I know this cat. But um, it was like a love story. You know what I mean? So basically, Tessa Thompson plays a character who works at her father's record shop. This dude is like a jazz musician. He plays sax in like a little, like a like a trio or quartet or whatever, like a little, like a little lounge type spot, you know, kind of on the come up. And uh, he takes a job at the record shop, basically, probably just because he saw her through the window, but mm-hmm. he also needed a gig. So he went in there, took a job. She was, she's engaged to a dude who's overseas in the war, but really the reason that she's engaged is because they met at like a cotillion and she comes from that whole society type of background, you know, like the, you know, kind of like 
maybe even prior to like a Jack and Jill, but like very much about, you know, etiquette and stand up straight and don't date below your station and you're on this trajectory, you will marry well and, you know, this, mm-hmm. that, and the other thing. And then this cat, you know, he's from Detroit. He left the gig in Detroit to come to New York because his his passion was jazz. And he was like, man, fuck it. I, if I'm going if I'm going to live, I got to live my passion. You know what I'm saying? So he kind of brought that energy into it. He invites her out to go and see her. He's he's ill, you know, obviously. And then, you know, a love story kind of comes about. She was actually, oh, actually, I don't want to discount this. She was actually working at the uh, the record store just to really, you know, kind of, I guess somebody left to go to the war or something. I forget exactly what happened, but she was working there. But her whole aspiration was to be a TV producer. Now, this is like the 50s, maybe even the 60s, just like the 50s. So a black woman TV producer is kind of damn near unfathomable. You know what I mean? So, you know, uh, I don't spoil the whole shit, but, you know, it's one of those type of things. So it kind of, it they starts with, them seeing each other five years after their first encounter. Things have changed over these last five years, so then it kind of throws like a flashback to show how they met, how their relationship developed, what had happened, now where they are now, and now that they've re, uh, you know, they've kind of gotten back together, they've reunited, you know what I mean? Now, where do they go from here? You know what I'm saying? They're in different places in their life. They're both doing well, I'll say that. They're both doing what they set out to do. But, you know, there's there's things that have happened in their lives. So how do you reconcile all of that? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And it's uh it's pretty cool. It's definitely it's uh you know, I was watching a QA and they were referencing the way they were. The, you know, the old uh, Barbara Streisand movie, Sidney Pollack movie, uh, I think it's Sidney Pollack, Barbara Streisand movie is like, it kind of had that type of thing. It definitely had that old school, these like one of them old, really nice old fashioned movies that you pretty much seen white people in. But it was good <laughs> to see like all black people in it. You know what I'm saying? It was, it was comics in there, Tone Bell was in there, Ron Funches was in there. I'm probably forgetting somebody else, but it was a lot of, you know, a lot of, a lot of, it was a good, it was a good, I liked it. I liked it a lot. It was actually yeah, a really good cool. movie. Yeah, I think you would dig it. It comes out on Christmas. So that, that's kind of cool. Uh, then I saw, I watched this, you know, I, I sent this to you a while ago, but you know, what's his name? What's my man's name from 12 Years a Slave? Steve McQueen. Mm-hmm. He got a whole, I think it's either five or ten movie series called Small Axe. So the first one came out called uh, The Mangrove. Mm-hmm. It was basically a story about uh, these protesters in London called The Mangrove Lot of The Mangrove Nine. You know what I mean? Like the basically The Mangrove was like kind of like a hangout. It was like a restaurant, but then you know a restaurant where they serve like you know like 
West Indian food. Like real, they said, we just serve spicy food. You know what I mean? We serve hmm. spicy food. We don't serve no liquor. We just got tea because he had a spot beforehand that there was some gambling going on all that. And they got raided by the cops. So the cops, the white cops, they're coming through. They raiding it. You know, they, 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 they just vicious. They just on his ass. You know what I mean? Even when he's doing shit above board. So basically... He, they have to basically uh, challenge the opposition. You know, it turns into they do like a a rally type thing, kind of turns into a riot, and then the charges are trumped up. They're trying to put him in jail for years and years, and then the movie basically it's a lot of litigation, a lot of courtroom stuff. It's a well-shot movie. I like how it looks. Obviously, Steve McQueen, you know, it's good actors in there. It gets a little heavy, a little in the weeds. It's a lot of courtroom shit, so it's kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, I don't, you know. It wasn't my favorite, <clears throat> but uh, they got another one coming up called Lovers Rock that's coming this weekend. I think that shit, I, hopefully that's a little better. And but, these um, all full-on two-hour movies? Yeah, which is wild, right? They got a mm-hmm. whole, like, either 10 or 5. Either way, that's either 10 hours or 20 hours of movies by Steve McQueen. Damn. That um yeah that seems to be underwritten I think by the BBC which is kind of fly like that shit is fly you know what I mean and telling various stories so just off the strength of that it's worth checking out you know again like it, it's shot well the acting is good you know what I mean it's a it's a little bit of a tough watch you know what I'm saying but um again like I'm looking forward to Lovers Rock so there's that. And then, uh, shit, man, I probably saw some other shit too. <laughs> but <laughs> be in the head. I do want to say, did you see the um, Unforgiven, the Chappelle uh, yeah, set that he yeah. put out today? Yeah, I saw Yeah, that. man. What that you think? That shit was raw. Real powerful. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. you know, he already take a lot of chances in comedy and all that shit. But, yeah. Like, but to turn that shit around and pointed right at the network was was in that was interesting you know what i'm saying yeah so i mean for for people who don't know he 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 dropped a, a video of a set that he did looked like in front of an audience in front in a club somewhere mm-hmm. where he just walked you through how he felt about them putting up the Chappelle show some of the stuff he talked about on snl up mm-hmm. on 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 um Netflix and uh, HBO Max and walked you through how he felt about the deal that he actually signed and how they're going about ex- still exploiting the name that he can't even exploit as far as the Chappelle show. So, and it was a direct aim at Comedy Central. He talks about how Netflix, you know what I'm saying, uh, kind of honored his feelings. And why he mm. fucks with them heavy? That was dope. How he how he shouted them out. But mm. yeah, man, shit. As I mean, as a comedy comedian, how did you feel about it? Man, I thought it was dope. I think you know at this point, you know, Chappelle's on a different level. You know, I think I said this a couple weeks ago. Just in front of mine, shout out to my man Ely. He basically, you know, he summed it up. And I've heard this being said a lot. Like people will listen to him even if there is no joke. You know, even if there isn't, and you know, because sometimes it's not always just getting to a punchline. You know, he's just mm-hmm. a deep thinker. He's compelling. He's a hell of a storyteller. You know, he's like a he's a old school griot. 
You know, mm-hmm. like he's one of these people where you just you stop and listen. Like it just dropped in the middle of the day, it's eighteen minutes, and you know most people ain't going to just watch eighteen minutes from just anybody, just mm-hmm. right in that moment. But it mm-hmm. felt like, yeah, let me check this shit out. Let me see where he's going. It there was tension built from the very beginning. You 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 don't really always know exactly where he's going. Um, for him to say what he said. You know, he's brave. He's been brave on so many different levels, just as far as what he talks about, subject matter. But then this, like he said, to be flogging a network or a couple networks, HBO, uh, Comedy Central, you know what I mean? Like, just talking about it. And um, one thing that really hit home, I have seen in more than enough contracts, and we've talked, well, not maybe talked about that specifically, but I've definitely seen the exact phrase... <laughs> in perpetuity throughout the universe. Mm-hmm. Like, and that should have make you shudder like, fuck. Because I knew what perpetuity, man. I think you might have been the first person to put me on a perpetuity years ago. And I'm <laughs> like, damn. So when that's a, that's a red flag when you see that shit, perpetuity throughout the universe. <laughs> not through, not just in America. Not just in, you know, not just in the North America. Not just, you know, the universe. Like if that shit could be streaming on Mercury or fucking Pluto. Mm-hmm. Well, Pluto ain't even a planet no more. But if that shit could be streaming on Venus. If we could get the fucking, we get the rights and we get the technology. We own this shit right. forever, wherever. Right. And I remember, you know, feeling away about that shit, but still signing on because you, you know, need slash want the money or you mm-hmm. feel like you want this opportunity. You've been in these rooms where you look to your left, you look to your right and everybody's like, nah, man, that's a great opportunity. This is dope. Trust me. Da, 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 da. <laughs> and, you know, you kind of, you know, like. I don't ever want to say you don't have agency because you do. And people like Chappelle are a reminder of it. You know what I mean? Right. Like you could, you know, you always have agency even when you feel as you don't, even when you, even when you got to walk away, you know what I mean? And, um, it was just an interesting way of going about it. And it was mm-hmm. interesting. Cause also I was in a, in a clubhouse room this weekend about, it was basically the, the theme of the room was, uh, in short, Monique appreciation or, Mm. you know, like, Mm -hmm. you know, basically Monique being somewhat of a, uh, to an extreme sense, a bit of like a martyr or she took a fall, you know, uh, by stating her qualms with Netflix or Mm -hmm. with the, with the, with the industry overall, you know, taking on Oprah, taking on Tyler Perry, you know, kind of demanding or having, the nerve to demand more for her services mm-hmm. and or challenging them when people kind of try to play her small, you right. know? And unfortunately, you know, uh, a lot of her struggle ran through the Twitterverse and got ridiculed and things of that nature. And, you know, it's always, that's always like a, that's always a consequence of talking about your personal business in the public because then now your business becomes public and it's fodder and people go and create memes and takes and they're not even invested in your your shit. They it's just it's just more shit for the mill. You right. know what I mean? It's just some content to, to throw around and have fun with. And you know, uh I think I think Monique is still gonna have I think there's going to be some great days to come because I think she, 
like really not only inspired a lot of people, but rallied a whole lot of people and people have kind of come around to what's going on and you kind of see, you know, that playing out. I'll put it like this. I'll say as a black performer, a lot of the times there's a lot of scarcity thinking Mm -hmm. and that's what, that's what keeps, uh, that's what keeps the um, the monster terrorizing. That's what keeps shit moving because a lot of people feel like, you know, this might be the last check I see. This is the biggest check I've ever seen. This could be it. This is the mm-hmm. big opportunity. This this might this may not come around again. You know what I mean? And or sometimes you look outside yourself for validation for an idea that was a fucking multi million idea before it even went outside. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And You'll you'll sign away some shit for perpetuity. You'll sign your your name away. You'll take short money because one, you're navigating a lot of uncharted waters, and sometimes, you know, uh, the conversations about money and earnings and what you should get and what you're getting, they aren't always the most transparent for a bunch of reasons. You know, so <laughs> you know what I mean. And for her to kind of put that out there. You've seen the ripples of it within within the business. I don't know if this happened prior to or after, but I do remember like with Kevin Hart when I think it was Sony that got mad at him because he wanted some more money to do promotion on his social media. Mm-hmm. He was like, you know, look, I spent a lot of time building this this social media audience and it's worth something. And if you want me to promote your film... Amongst my followers, I need another check. You know what I mean? And typically, that was kind of bundled into the the general contract. Look, if you do this movie, we need you to do press, and we want you to do press on all platforms. And he challenged them, and I think they worked it out. Or even uh, Michaela Cole, who uh, she did I May Destroy You, you know, at one point, she was going to bring it to Netflix, but then she asked for some points on it. She said, look, I just want some points on it. Uh, they were like, well, that's something we don't really do. You know, that's very uncommon over here. She was like, well, I'll take X amount of points, you know, something nominal, kind of, you know, negotiating, conceding a bit. They were like, nah. So she called the agent, like, get me out of here. I want I'll go to, that's why she wound up with HBO. Cause they, mm-hmm. I guess hit her with a thing, but you starting to see people like really, uh, take agency in their career and challenge challenge the challenge the the system you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying and and maybe even not when they have the most leverage but they just believe in themselves or their idea or their ability and so called mountains get shifted a bit you know right. what i mean and it's just right. it's just one of those things where you see that shit and it just it reinspires you man you look at you know, and then I always like to look at movements. Like, shout out to 85 South Show. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they doing their own thing. They created their own brand. And, you know, they would tap to to host the, the BET Hip Hop Awards as mm. what they do. You know what I mean? In the trap. You know what I'm saying? Like, they created their own vehicle, and that shit is moving. And, you know, just various... People, you know, way back to Dolomite. When people, to Tyler Perry, the people that, like, they say, you know what, man... I don't really need to to deal with the the machine to to put me in orbit. 
I'm going to propel myself in orbit. And it might, I might not go as high initially as I would be if the machine was to launch me. But at some point, I'm going to get there. Like how Chappelle said, yo, I, I'm, I'm appealing to y'all because y'all are my people. I appeal to y'all. Y'all are the people that have gotten me this far. Y'all are the people that are most invested in me. You know what I'm saying? Don't stream this shit. You know what I'm saying? It kind of reminded me of the De La Soul situation. You know, the, the De La Soul, the albums, they're not available for streaming. And even if so, I don't think they get any real points on the shit with Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy don't want to revisit the deal. It's just like, you could get caught up, man. And, and it's just like, to see genius get caught up in some red tape is always sad. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, when when people do shit like this, like uh, Unforgiven or Monique or whatever, it's just a reminder that, yeah, yo, you got agency even when you don't think you do. You know what I mean? Like, maybe walk away. Maybe walk away from that deal. You know what I'm saying? Maybe there's some other shit out there. Trust in yourself. And it's tough. It's always easier said than done, especially when them numbers is fucking stupid or the stupidest numbers you've ever seen, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, it's, it's food for thought just in time for Thanksgiving. So there you go. Word up. Just in time for Thanksgiving. Yeah, 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 man. <laughs> Hell oh, yeah. Sh- yeah, dude. <laughs> you felt ah. that shit. Yeah, man. Nah, that shit. That shit. That shit spoke to my soul. Hell yeah! I've definitely seen that in a contract. Like, ah, what can we do here? Well, you know, that's standard. You always hear that shit. That's standard, and you sometimes you got to challenge standard. Because what piss you off more is when you hear this is standard, this is standard, and you realize, nah, everything could be negotiated, and you see somebody else negotiating it. You like, fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, I could have, you know, like. You know, that's the one, that's one of the things that I always, I always talk about this shit a lot, but that's one thing that you, I get reminded by with comedy so much is you could do whatever the fuck you want to do on that stage. Even if people are like, I don't know, the crowd don't seem like they into that type of material or, you know, you might want to keep it clean or you might not want to talk about that subject or, you know what I mean? Or you might not want to open with this joke or da 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 or whatever, whatever. And either you do it or you see it done and you see Oh shit. It can be done. You know what I'm saying? Like it can be done. This shit, you know, fuck. You know, so it's always it's just it's just one of those things. It's just it just I think it I think it's more than anything, I think Dave decided a long time ago, and obviously it's it's a it's an easier decision made when you're sitting on millions. But um even <laughs> still, even still, uh I think he decided a while ago that He's doing it for the, not for the culture, but for the art, but for the, for the, 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 uh, for the discipline, for stand-up comedy. I remember him saying, I think it was either Sticks and Stones, I wanted to say Sticks and Stones, or maybe the one right before that. But he said, you know, I go hard so my, my children will know what a stand-up comedian is supposed mm-hmm. to do. You'll recognize, you know what I mean? Like, go for yours. You know, if anything, that's what I took from I took away from it. Just you know, go for yours, go all out, fuck it. You know, wear it up, and go, up. man. Um, yeah, man. Anything else you want to <laughs> say before we get out of here? Or? I mean, you dropped the mic like Chappelle did. <laughs> 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 
That shit is hilarious. Hey, uh, hey, when motherfucker drop the mic like that, everybody always celebrates and shit. But the motherfucker who own the equipment be like, God damn it, this motherfucker. That- <laughs> That's three hundred dollars. Yeah, man, that ain't no well, cheap better. ass mic. Yeah, six hundred dollar mic. You Ooh. motherfucker. Yeah, nigga. I always, I be thinking about that shit. Yeah, that motherfucker. Not only is the equipment shit, but whoever's doing the sound got the fucking headphones on, so that shit, boom, 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 all in their ear canal. They like <laughs> this. Ah, and I knew it. You knew it. You knew it was coming. You, you damn near knew it was coming. You like, ah, shit. Here we go. You just, we just, you not even hearing the set. You just waiting for the mic drop. You're like, at some point he's going to drop this fucking mic and I need to snatch these headphones off my ear real fast. <laughs> oh, shit, man. Rest in peace, David Dinkins. You know, that's, that was a, a big loss, you know. Yeah. Some New York Black shit man. right there. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Such a, um, as some dude, like, you know, they talk about representation, you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't never really want to be mayor or even really in politics, but it was always something to see. Like, you know, certain things, you know, they're less and less so now, but growing up, certain things almost seemed like out of reach. You know what yeah. I mean? Mayor of New York City, president of the United States. These kind of seem like jobs that black people probably would never obtain. You know what I mean? Like, those real pie-in-the-sky type shit. That was even further along than the astronaut. So, like... <laughs> You know, like to see Dinkins be mayor of New York City at a time when New York City was super hectic and tumultuous. A lot of the crime in, the, you know, his first year was like might be all time high. You know what I'm saying? Went down after a while. But like just the way he was real classy, real like cosmopolitan. Like some of the things you think about, like when you think about New York on its it is it is highest form like you know there's a lot of there's a lot of uh ways to describe new york city but there's there's also that like real elegant real you know what i mean like he he's got a level of like aspiration to him you know what i'm saying like he you know he seemed like a gentleman you know and i think i remember clearly like towards the end you know when giuliani was campaigning and you know all of the riots and shit was going down and you know dinkins uh pay for a funeral of uh I forget who the guys I would have to look it up but um like he was he was he was he was leading with a lot of empathy and it kind of was spun they kind of took his kindness for weakness you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying like you kind of seen like you know like Giuliani came in on some old I'm hard on crime the cops fuck with me you know I I took down the mob type shit or whatever real abrasive, you know what I'm saying? That That's the other side. That's another way you could look at New York. So it was just kind of mm-hmm. like, you know, but to see that, it was such a moment. It was such a moment. And then even beyond his tenure as the, the mayor, when you would see him here and there popping up, he damn near always seemed to have like a little seersucker suit on. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> always real graceful, felt like one of them old, like jazz musician types. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like he was... Really doing some fly shit. He was always still. He was still fly with his shit, and um, you know, it was it was just it was something to see, man. It was a um, it was a real uh, unfortunate, you know, situation, man. But initially, first thing I thought was the uh, the uh, the fife lyric on "Can I Kick It, Mister Dinkins? Would you please be my mayor?" You know, 
You know what I'm saying? So I had to, to put that in the tribute. But yeah, man. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. David Dinkins, man. Yeah, I wasn't a New Yorker, but I, I definitely heard the name. Even in rap music, you know what I'm saying? You heard the mm-hmm. name, so. Eric Fife. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Maybe they, they kicking it in heaven. <laughs> I always love how cats do the whole, the, the what you call it, the, the collage of people kicking mm-hmm. it in heaven. I seen when Alex Trebek died, there was one with like, there was a Jeopardy thing with him still hosting, <laughs> but him, <laughs> Chadwick Boseman, I think Ruth Bader Ginsburg and somebody else that just died all on Jeopardy, to, <laughs> all on Jeopardy together. So who knows? Yeah, maybe, know. there'll be a, maybe there'll be a, a, a t-shirt with uh, uh, Fife and David Dinkins, can I kick it? <laughs> Mr. Dinkins, mm-hmm. would you please be my mayor? Yeah, yeah oh, Justin shit. Justin Richburg, you know what I'm saying? He uh he always does a he, drew, he adds right, a, adds right. to the collage, you know what I'm saying? When when it's a right, big death. Yeah. yeah. You got Tupac, yeah. Martin Luther uh, King yeah. shooting craps and shit. Right, right. Yeah, that's a yeah. funny one. That's a funny one. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah, I seen one with um who was the latest? Who was the last black woman to pass somebody passed recently but they did like a take on um and <clears throat> did a take on the wait and to exhale i think it's like rosa parks harriet oh it wasn't a passing it was just rosa parks harriet tubman then coretta scott king and kamala harris all in the whip together so <laughs> set it off for some uh you know wait to exhale type shit it was funny <laughs> But uh, yeah, that's that, yeah. man. Shit. Yeah, man. man. Shit. Hope you uh hope your solo Thanksgiving goes well. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Get a couple of dishes out. You know what I'm saying? You might want to put your FaceTime on or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I might, I might, I might reach out to the people. You know what I'm saying? Right. Speak to the people. Make it. You know. Yeah, it's the first time in a long time I won't be with any family on Thanksgiving. It's kind of wow. wild. I don't think it really hit me yet. I'm kind of, I'm like, dog, who would have thought we'd still be this deep into this this pandemic? Like, back in March, when, you know, the first shit started to, uh, the talks of shelter in place, you know, it was like a two-week, maybe six-week, maybe, you know, I remember laughing at a meme back in, like, April, talking about, yo, we might as well put the tree up and call it a year. And shit. Ooh, I mean, you in the world, you out here working, you know what I mean? So, you know, you, it's a different experience, but, um, this shit is, this is something different. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm good with it now, but, uh, you know, this is, this has been, this is, this is definitely one for the books. <laughs> this is definitely <laughs> one for the books for sure. Right, right. Oh, shit, man. Yeah. yeah. But when it's done, yeah. you know what I'm saying? It's going to be done. And you get yeah. back to it, you know what I mean? Or get back to whatever mm-hmm. it is that's out here for you to get to. Absolutely. So. Absolutely. And you'll be grateful to be there, be to yeah. be in the world again. Yeah. 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 I wonder how long that that gratitude will last till it starts dissipating. Hey, Hopefully. Man, it don't it don't yeah. matter. You you know what I mean? You take the lesson mm-hmm. and you go. And you make something out of it, it while you can. And then shit. Before you know it, you know, be time for mm-hmm. something else. There you go. 
There you go. Hey. Got anything you want to tell the people before you jet out of here? Or what you? Hey, y'all, y'all have a happy holidays out there tomorrow or this weekend when whatever you whatever you're doing, stay safe. You know what I'm saying? Uh, mind mind your old folks that you're gonna be around and seeing. You know, try to try to get families together, take them COVID tests if you can. If not, you know what I'm saying. Try to stay out the way. And, um, you know, let's get out of this thing without, you know, dying, okay? Yeah, hear that. Stay alive. Yeah, be safe. Enjoy the Thanksgiving. Yeah. Hold it up. And till then, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even the enemy. We get in the conversation. Be out. Hey. Peace.